Hello, this is John Goodwin, your host. Today, we're traveling to South Australia, to Adelaide, to speak with Riders of the Future 26 winner for his story, The House of Nameless, Jason Fisher. Welcome, Jason. Thank you, John. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, uh, like we said when we were setting up for this interview, when I saw the post on social media about yourself with Spectrum Writing, I really wanted to have an opportunity to speak with you. But before we get into that, I'd like to just come forward from when you walked out of our fourth floor to take your ride to the airport back in 2010, when you had um, yeah. just left from uh, the Rise of the Future workshop that week. So you just, you know, we'd finished off the award ceremony and you'd been published now in the House of Nameless. So kind of bring us forward a little bit to what's happened to you as a, as a writer since then. Lots of wonderful things. Uh, you know, that was just an amazing start to my journey. Uh, yeah, I was so just amazed at everything that happened at Writers of the Future. Best week of my life. And I I left there just determined to keep keep going with that momentum. It really gave me a good uh, kickstart to continue my own work. And, you know, I ended up working on lots and lots of short fiction uh, I've won a couple of awards since then, uh, you know, other awards like the Australian Horror Writers Association, lots of short pieces. Uh, probably the best one was a novella that I wrote called Defy the Grey Kings, which was on Beneath Ceaseless Skies. It's been reprinted uh, on the Podcastle podcast and it ended up getting me uh, an Aurealis Award, which is uh, you know, Australia's equivalent of uh, the Hugo's. Which and is great. That was for best, yeah, best best fantasy novella, which was the first time that award had been run. So that was a really great moment. Uh, so you know, there's been, you know, it was some really good momentum. And you know, during the workshop, uh, I don't know if I want to speak out of school and give away one of um, Kevin J. Anderson's anecdotes. Uh, it's totally fine. Uh, we, we like to do that. Yeah, popcorn That's, is a great topic. Okay, cool. It's such a it's such a good thing. Um, I mean, I've recycled it you know, with people I've spoken to is, you know, his popcorn theory is just, you know, throw all the kernels in the pot and just see what pops. And, you know, that was probably one of the, one of the things that I took out of the workshop that really applied to my, my situation. I just tried everything. And I, I recommend anyone do that. You just try everything that comes across. And, you know, I ended up working on comics. You know, I've written for an app. I've written, uh, you know, for television now, which I've had a show option. I've had, uh, just little bits of everything and, you know, novels, of course, and I've ended up doing, you know, uh, my own, you know, I've had a novel published and I've uh, started my own imprint with another friend of mine. Uh, we're pub self-publishing a lot of work. So, you know, there's, it's just great to, you know, be creative and have a creative life. And, you know, I mean, I just give eternal thanks to you guys for the start that I, you know, the great start I had in my own career it was great. That's, so that's, that's great. Was there any particular, and the workshop itself, any particular, I've been doing this with past winners, I've been talking to any, any of the essays that you read that stand out for you or that made some of the, um, like here's a, you know, you told me about the, the Kevin Popcorn data, but anything in the, uh, from the essays that you read that stand out as like, wow, this was really helpful for me on my, on my writing style or on how to proceed on making a career with writing? Yeah, I definitely remember one uh, essay that stood out for me, and you know, this came from um, L. Ron Hubbard's um, you know own career as you know uh, an amazing pulp fiction writer. That it was you know don't 
you don't have to spend time making something like super duper perfect. Uh, it just has to be like great. You know, a good a good thing will get out there and it'll you know it'll sell. It'll find readers. Right. Um, I can't remember the uh, uh, the name of the essay, but uh, you know, the gist of it that I took from it was that you know you've got to um, you know be a professional and you're working like you're a working writer. So you know that was a really good lesson for me. Yeah, there was one. Um, maybe that's the manuscript factory because it really goes into. He worked out also the different genres. How he you know worked out to make the most money for what you're writing. You know, it's already established you have a love for writing, but. If you can write something, if your if your career is a writer, you're going to sell more and survive with it. That maybe is what. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that was the one. Um, yeah, I, I definitely remember that one. Um, yeah, even all these years later, it stuck yeah. with me as a lesson. Um, you know, I thought that was. Uh, I mean, you know, you're a small business, and yeah. we've all been small businesses right back since. You know, people writing for you know newspapers and in the salons and and whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, we've all you know. It's a gig economy, even back then, and you know you've got to give yourself the best chance. That's right, you know, and I think that's a great lesson that we learned in that workshop. Um, so yeah, it's uh, really stuck with me. Um, the other thing I really loved was the, um, you know, the the exercise, which I won't give away too much because I know it's a bit of a tradition. Uh, but you know, part of that was the story about how he uh, got onto a coast guard uh-huh. ship. Yeah, I remember that story. Uh, right, you know, just the. I don't know how much luck you would have with that now, with the security of the world the way it is now. I'm <laughs> uh, <laughs> just strolling onto a coast guard ship and having a chat. But um, but yeah, as, as a life lesson, it's just like you know, you don't, you know, if you don't ask, you don't know. But be uh, enthusiastic about your research and your career, and you know, chat to anyone that's an expert in the topic that you want to know about. Um, and you know, they say write what you know, and if you don't know it, you know. Make a, you know, make an effort to know it, kind of thing. So you know, there's lots of lots of just great lessons. You know, it took away a lot of good stuff, and you know, just some great people that were there. Too. So, yeah, you know, it was good uh, just, experience. Yeah, just uh, recently, I at the World Fantasy Con, I was there, and I did an interview with Lori Tom. She was uh, another first place winner. Oh, awesome. at your same year, so it was great seeing her She's again. She's good people. She definitely is. So what's it like now in, um, in Australia, the whole field of, of science fiction or speculative fiction? Yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's always been, uh, you know, I mean, we're, of course, a much smaller um, community than in the States. But, right. yeah, there's a lot of great stuff going on here. And, you know, there's uh, you know, the people that um, are productive and working, like they just work like the Dickens over here. And there's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, fun stuff um, you know, being done, you know, everyone, it's just the great sense of camaraderie and fun about the whole thing. You know, there's a, uh, um, you know, Cat Sparks. Yeah. Oh, I love Cat. She's, <laughs> she's, yeah, she's a good mate. Uh, yeah, she's, uh, yeah, we had a, um, there was a story I had in an anthology that came out, um, last year and it was a War of the Worlds anthology. Yeah. yeah. So this was a small press publisher here, did a War of the Worlds stories, but, you know, set in Australia. And my story was about, uh, <laughs> 50 meter tall snails terraforming the Australian deserts. <laughs> and, uh, and she, and she was at the launch and she just, uh, she spent most of the launch talking about my story. <laughs> um, I was just like, oh, I love you, cat. You're so, you're so good. <laughs> yeah, no, she, cause she was, she was a winner, what, a few years before you? She yes. was, yeah, she was up when we were in Seattle. She was at that awards event there. I think, and Sean Williams, 
who's got an essay in the upcoming volume 36 of Writers of the Future. He was the one that presented to her at that award in um, awards event in Seattle. So it's and that's so lovely because we all know each other. So yeah, no, it's, it's good. Small. And then Sean Tan yeah. also is a winner from way back. Oh, he's tough. He's it's just gorgeous. Yeah. He's such a amazing, amazing artist. Yeah, he's um, just... it's um, as an interesting anecdote. I found uh, a very old issue of uh, Orialis magazine. So uh-huh. This is the you know the main sort of Australian. Um, this is like a, uh, issue number two, I think. So it was like very, very early on in their history. Right. Uh, and he put an ad out in the um, in the classifieds of that. Oh yeah, if you need some artwork done, <laughs> give me a call. <laughs> and it's, uh, <laughs> he doesn't need to do that now. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. Uh, so it's it's great down there in Australia to see so many. Well, at least the people that I know are just real good people. You know, like yourself, Cat, Sean. Uh, both Sean's, Sean Tan and Sean Williams, and the connection with with the writers and illustrators of the future contests that it's that's yeah. had that effect there. And I'm hoping that with this interview that we're doing here, more people will become aware of the contest and know that they too can enter the contest. It's free to enter. And oh, one thing I didn't tell you for the illustrators contest, we have our first winners this year from Turkey and from Iran. So we're we're truly amazing. international in scope. That's amazing. Yes. Now, another thing that's amazing, I'm going to do this as a little bridge over now, is uh, Spectrum Writing Adelaide. So you do that with your wife, Kate, and you were married to Kate when you won the award, correct? Yes, that's right. So we just had our first uh, child. So, uh, yeah. yeah, she was a very young baby when um, you know, I won that award. We've got, a, we've got another one now, and uh, yeah, we're busier than ever. And uh, yeah, the um, your Spectrum Writing itself, we're just, it's such a wonderful thing that I think we're doing. And it's come about from a lot of my work mentoring other writers. So you know, I've sort of taken my skills I've learned in the you know, last 10 to 15 years and, you know, passing that on to other people. And, um, you know, I've had a lot of uh, great experiences. One of my, um, one of the people I mentored went on to write a Captain America novel, uh, which is you know, both amazing for um, um, you know, David McDonald. I'll give him a shout out. He's a fellow Aussie. Uh-huh. Um, also made me insanely jealous. I'm like, how did you land that gig? But you know, right place, right time. Uh, but you know, that was uh, you know, sort of the biggest of my uh, inherited success stories. <laughs> your <laughs> protege. He's, uh, you know, your, he's your protege. Yeah, he's a protege. Um, but yeah, he's just amazing in his own right, and you know, that's he's wonderful to work with. Um, but you know, I've worked with a lot of uh, great people, and uh, they've started. Uh, and it, it's still a lot of my bread and butter. And in fact, I've gone part-time at my day job to do more mentoring, writing workshops, teaching at schools, that sort of thing, uh, which is growing from strength to strength. Uh, and I've worked with a lot of young uh, people on the autism spectrum, which is uh, not more recognized now. Uh, you know, I am on it, as is my son. Uh, so it's a very sort of personal matter to me, but I think it's a superpower. Yeah, it really helps uh, uh, you know, people... Uh, great imaginations. Um, you know, it's just a different uh, uh, layout of the brain, um, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I've been able to sort of help uh, one young fellow that I've been mentoring, and he'd only ever shown his writing to his granddad. And he was, uh, you know, very sort of difficult with the social skills and, um, you know, lovely young man, but, yeah, he sort of struggled to sort of focus his amazing ideas into a, you know, coherent story. Uh-huh. And so that's what we worked on. Uh, together for we were working together for about a year and we got his first short story published 
And that was just a beautiful moment to be able to get this fella to you know, corral his amazing energy and enthusiasm into a concrete product, which you know, as a working writer, that's what we aim for. And um, he got his story published, which was amazing. And that just made me want to help as many people as I could. So um, my wife being an amazing business-minded lady, um, you know, she's a bit of a muggle with the creativity world, so she's not uh, create. You know, she is a muggle in, with the, using Hogwarts um, analogies. So, um, yeah, so it's not her thing. But her thing is you know, helping people, <laughs> helping people, and uh, you know, coming up with ways of organising. Um, you know, me as a creative person, I'm very disorganised in the real world. And so, you know, she's the one that's got the whiteboards and the business plan and, you know, we've got the liability insurance and all of the boring business stuff that we have to make happen. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, we've got a lot of, um, you know, we only started it a couple of weeks ago officially, but we've already got tremendous interest and, you know, even from other states in Australia uh, and the program will be to help people on the autism spectrum, uh, you know, realize their professional creative writing dreams. Now, is this, is um, this know, a global program? Because uh, I noticed that it was spectrumwriting.com.au. So is this, you've created this, or is this a spectrumwriting.com also in UK and in AF? And that would be amazing. No, we're starting uh, local um, and uh, hoping to spread it out as far as I can. Uh, I mean, a lot of the mentoring side of things can be done over email. So I would take anyone from anywhere uh, who wants to learn to write, um, you know, with my background as a, as a writer with autism, uh, you know, I am so happy to help anyone. Uh, so in physical terms, like we have physical workshops in Adelaide, South Australia, mm-hmm. uh, but interest from uh, Eastern states as well, like Victoria, et cetera. So we're hoping to grow it and um, you know, help as many people as we can, uh, you know, realize that, you know, you you're on the page we're all the same is the motto is that, you know, you might find it hard to talk to someone or meet their eyes, um, you know, with the social skill deficit. Um, but on the page, you're, you're the same as anyone else. You know, you've got the chance to edit your work as good as you can. Uh, I mean, it's a you know, lesson for anyone really is that, you know, with a right as a writer, you get endless do overs, you know, until up to the moment you hit send. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's done. You've you got, that, that's, I mean, that's just so awesome what you're doing with this with this uh, program to be able to uh, provide this. Yeah, it's just an amazing thing that you know anyone, um, you know, anyone who wants to be a storyteller should have that opportunity. I believe, and you know, it's some. I mean, it's something you guys do tremendously. You know, is push push that message out to the world. Is you know, give it a go, be a storyteller. It's wonderful. Um, you know, that's, uh, I mean, after this, I'm going to go teach a group of, uh, after this interview, I'm going to go teach a group of uh, uh, teenage writers in Adelaide, who are the writers they say. And uh, one of the projects I've set for them is to do their own book. And that was literally all I gave them. I said, guys, you're going to make a book. Everything else is up to you. Off you go. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, sort of guiding them as, as, as they go. And it was amazing to see these guys just corral their creative energy. And is it I mean, give a bunch of teenagers anything that's, you know, you know, mixed chances as to whether it'll happen or not. Um, but these guys, they've said, all right, and they've come up with this really amazing shared universe with a shared protagonist, uh, and it's sort of equal parts uh, quantum leap and, you know, touched by an angel, I suppose, is for want of a better term, you know, these sort of people that, you know, these beings that jump into a body and come into a situation 
and resolve that situation and then they leave. You know, classic stranger comes to town scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that broadest of outlines, they've managed to build this sort of shared universe. And we've got, you know, the table of contents put together already. And, you know, these guys are great, going great guns. So it's just, you know, you don't have to give people much to get them to, uh, you know, come to the party creatively. You know, you you just got to set them on their way and off they go. <laughs> and, and acknowledge the fact that their creativity is okay. You Absolutely. Know? And, you know, that's the thing that, you know, they, um, I mean, much like my, my uh, friend who will only show his grandpa his stories is that, you know, you're, you know, the difference between you and, you know, JK Rowling is, you know, she never gave up and she got her stuff out there. It's just, <laughs> yeah, that's the secret is you just got to, you know, keep at it until you get somewhere. Uh, and that's know, something that's some people longer than others. Yeah. And that's one continuous message we've done several, we've almost done, we've done many, many interviews with this Writers of the Future podcast, and that's pretty much a universal theme is don't give up, keep on, keep on keeping on, and all the past winners, you know, sometimes a person out there who's not been published has the idea, yeah, well, these guys made it, you know, J.K. Rowling, you mentioned her, but, you know, Kevin Anderson, you know, he's, he boasted he's got the record on, on the biggest box of reject slips of anybody in the world you know people don't realize that so amazing um yeah he's just a a model uh writer for anyone uh you know just the sheer persistence and you know just uh positive energy he gives to the world he's great man great man yeah um yeah it's amazing and i mean that's like you've said before about you know the contest being an inspiration for people to you know don't give up keep going give it a go is that, you know, and I'm sure many winners have given you the same kind of story that, um, you know, I entered Writers of the Future uh, for, oh, it was about two or three years, every yeah. quarter. Yeah. And had, you know, honorable mentions, semi-finalists, finalists a couple of times, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just didn't, you know, and that was a spur for me to keep going. And the good result was that even the ones that weren't winning stories that still, you know, got a, a certificate or, or what have you, um, you can then sell elsewhere. Uh, you know, they're, they're good stories if they've made it that far. You know, I can't remember what the percentages are of the, you know, where the certificates and mentions, et cetera, come. But, you know, if you've got, you know, some recognition from writers of the future, it's good enough to send to a market. Yeah, we uh, get that you know, quite frequently the, now that anybody that now gets, if they're an audible mention and they send it, they shop it out again, if they put that in their, in their uh, pitch letter, it will usually get bought because... This field is so, so huge of that submit to writers of the future that if someone's in that, that top very, very small percentile that they know that they're, if writers of the future says that you're an honorable mention, then you're good. You know, if you're a winner, obviously you rock, but it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Now, one of the aud- key audience for this particular, uh, this particular interview is going to be to an aspiring writer or an aspiring artist who is somehow another classified as some greater or lesser degree of disability. And I'd like to address that a bit more because right as the future, all the judges will see is the story or the artwork. They have no idea of anything else about you. And so if you win, it's because you're good. The blind red thing is so good. I really love that about Writers of the Future. And, and you know, other places that emulate that format with, uh, you know, particularly with it being a smallish industry that they say, okay, you know, blind submitted stories or double blind uh, submitted stories that you, 
um, you know, the personality is taken away. It's literally just the words. And again, on the page, we're all the same. Yeah, because uh, all the judges see is the story sorry. and a number. They have no idea if it's male, it's, female, nationality, ethnic, nothing. It's so good. And it just, I mean, it just proves that it's all about, you know, the mission that you guys have of, you know, getting a new writer or a writer of the future. You know, this is someone who's just getting out there. Um, you know, it, it levels the playing field tremendously. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I find that was such an inspiration to me when I was uh, an aspiring writer and I was entering and entering and entering. Um, you know, just through sheer determination, I was like, I'm not giving up. I've had, and you know, it was so encouraging to say, you know, um, this one was pretty good. Um, you got an honorable mention this quarter. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of people that take a tilt at the writers of the future. Um, and I mean, Brad Torgerson, who was in the class I was in, you know, he's got a couple of great blog posts that I would point anyone towards about, um, you know, the value of winning the contest, you know, all of that sort of stuff. Uh, and again, I believe that he was about to chuck his, you know, chuck in the towel with his own writing career. And it was sort of like a last ditch thing for him, writers of the future. And I mean, look at him now. He's wonderful. Yeah, uh, we were just, and, we were just there in Atlanta at, at DragonCon when he won his award, the Dragon Award for, for Best Science Fiction Novel. It was amazing. And then the week later, we were in Salt Lake City at Fanex, and he was pretty much staying at a booth full time. He just, what he values the contest for is what you said it's it's absolutely it's about creating for that future and you and all the other past winners and future winners are so important to the future of science fiction and fantasy yeah absolutely it's uh you know we're all um you know it goes back to the tra tradition of the um you're know, the bard and his apprentice. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's someone, you're got to, you're teaching the stories to the next person, or, you know, and they'll embellish it in their own way. And it's, you know, it was, you know, ever since that, you know, just in human history, that's, uh, you know, how we've communicated this, how we've learned storytelling. You know, we, we've got it in our DNA. Uh, it's just in our wiring that we've got to tell stories. You know, even if we don't think we like stories, we do. Mm -hmm. um, you know, even you know, people, you know, you know, everyone has that sort of, uh, yeah, their eyes light up if they hear a juicy bit of gossip, or you know, that's a, sto a story, storytelling. You know, what did that person say or do? And and you know, science fiction and fantasy just takes it uh, to an amazing place. But you know, it's the same, yeah. uh, uh, very very human need that we all have. And yeah, now I'm now I talk about you guys uh, all the time, uh, just how amazing the opportunity is. And yeah, it's uh, yeah, definitely with all the writing workshops and things. It's uh, you know, particularly because it's an international thing. Yeah, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff you know we miss out on in other countries that you know, we we just sort of out of remove from these opportunities. Um, yeah, you guys are everywhere. It's great. Yeah, and then so, you when know, you win, uh, you get you get flown out. No matter where you're from, we fly you into Hollywood for the workshop. Now I'm just. Oh, that was a rock star. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember because you're the last <laughs> person to leave that year, and I remember saying goodbye to you because you, like I said, you were the last person to leave. Everybody else had already gone home. And so yeah. I remember shaking your hand, you know, as you were um, walking out, getting ready to go to the um, airport. Now, I do have a, a question now on Spectrum, because you um, are specially equipped to, to handle people with the, in the, within the autism spectrum. So do you think that the Writers of the Future or its um, sister competition, Illustrators of the Future, is that something that would be of value for someone within that spectrum to be able to, to channel their creative talents? Absolutely. I, I mean, I'd recommend it to anyone, but especially 
um, you know, someone who is on the spectrum, I would say doubly so because you know that you're going to get treated equally. You're going to get uh, a very fair go with, you know, the words that you've got on your page. Right. Um, you know, more so than, you know, if you're, you know, these are the same guys that if it was a publishing convention and it was a, your chance to sit down with an agent or a publisher to pitch your idea would fall short because of, you know, they don't have that, uh, you know, I mean, everyone's different, of course, but, you know, for generally that they don't have the uh, capacity to, you know, do that social stuff. Right. Um, you know, some of us just learn to fake it till you make it, uh, myself included. Um, but yeah, I would recommend anyone... <laughs> Anyone submits to writers of the future and illustrators of the future, and especially those amazing people that are a double threat and can do both, you know, do your story and illustrate, I guess separate views apply. Yeah, uh, yeah. Absolutely. I would recommend uh, anyone do it. And, uh, you know, I would I would be back in a heartbeat if you guys would have me to, to help anyone uh, that came along, especially if they're on the spectrum, um, you know, to, to guide them through what's an amazing week um, and, you know, an amazing boost to anyone's creative career so you know get onto it send your stories in send your illustrations in i still remember when i got my illustration i've got it still hanging on the wall at home uh and in fact i'm thinking about getting it as a tattoo it's just so amazing <laughs> um, <laughs> um yeah it's just a beautiful image um you know mine had the minotaur and the ship and all the rest of it and it just blew my mind i'd had illustrations done before but never that good yeah and it just yeah, and he, uh, he won. Seth won the gold award that year, and rightfully so. He just nailed it. Yeah, no, it was. Um, yeah, it, was, I mean, it, was just, it was a brilliant story that you had too. That I mean, I love. That was my obviously. That was a great story of being a first place winner, and I, I really liked that one a lot. Yeah, so it's a favorite moment of mine. You know, just seeing the you know, and especially seeing it in the book, and just uh, you know, just the the signing events that we had, and um, just amazing, just amazing. Never forget it. That's great. It was wonderful. So, any particular tips that you would have for the aspiring writer? Yeah, definitely. I mean, of course, you have to read widely. Um, you know, that's the um, that's the thing, and of course, read the anthologies because there's a lot of great essays, especially the one coming up with Sean's essay. And I'll have to come down a copy and read that. Yeah, uh, yeah. And Sean, I mean, just the judges, their wisdom. You know, these are guys, guys and girls that are just you know, top of their field, and they've got really helpful stuff to say and you know i borrowed uh begged borrowed and stole as many anthologies as i could find when i was entering the contest and yeah. um you know just uh gobbled them up you know there's lots of very helpful hints and tips from uh and you know all this stuff from uh, elron hubbard as well you know from you know this is a, you know these are historical documents for the you know, full of great advice you know so that's uh, all very helpful to to read and of course you can see what kinds of stories are getting picked up that exactly. come through as finalists, sort of gauge of, uh, and you know, you should research your where you want to send things anyway. Yeah, you, you need, know, you need to know your market for sure, for sure. Know your market, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that's really good advice I would give to people. Um, I'd probably recommend if you're just starting out as a writer, try a bit of flash fiction first. Um, you know, try and get your stories down in you know 500 to 1,000 words. Uh, I'm not sure what the minimum level of entry for writers of the future is. I think uh, a bit longer than that. Well, actually, um, but, we don't have know, a minute. We just have we just have a limit of seventeen thousand words. There's, we've had one story win in the thirty six years that was under a thousand words. So it's not likely, you know, based upon those odds. Likely, but but yeah, I would, I would say start small and work your way up, uh, and then you know come up with the great seventeen thousand word uh, blockbuster and, uh, um, <laughs> and you send it in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Good, yeah. So that's at writersofthefuture.com is where you can send it in. We also have this podcast, which even though we've got it listed on probably eight different podcast platforms, if you go to writersofthefuture.com and click on the podcast, it, it, you can click to any of the different podcast formats and you can subscribe because we have a new podcast every week. We also have the blog where we have lots of different articles and essays from our judges and past winners and current industry professionals. And then there's the um, podcast, the uh, the blog, and we also have the forum, the Rise of the Future forum, which is something that's open to anybody. And we have past winners that are on the forum that will help answer questions and help give comments and critiques on your story. It's, it's like-minded people who want to be able to just help people you know, succeed as a writer. So there's no judging in fact, that's one of the requirements. If, if someone does get into judging or anything like that, they're immediately uh, evicted from that forum. So the whole purpose is to help you know, the person who's got that dream of becoming a writer to realize that dream. It's wonderful. I, I mean, I would talk the forums up as well. I think they're a great service you guys provide and real great community, sense of community on there. Yeah. Um, yeah, get on good stuff. Now, if someone wants to be able to, to find out more about you, how do they, how do they reach you? What do they do? Yeah, excellent. So uh, I'm online at, uh, I've got a few things on the go. So my main website is jasonfisher.com.au and that's uh, spelt J-A-S-O-N-F-I-S-C-H-E-R.com.au. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm also a co-owner of Argonautica Press, which is yeah, Jason and the Argonauts because I write with another Jason. So you're even in the Argonauts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Argonautica Press is the new imprint that um, you know, I'm releasing uh, you know, my own books under. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sort of the weird stuff that won't sell anywhere else. That's where that ends up. Um, <laughs> but you know, still good stuff. Yeah. The ones that are sort of like, we really like this, but don't know what to do with it. I'm like, I'll do it myself, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's where those ones end up. And also spectrumwriting.com.au, which is the project to help, uh, uh, you know, writers on the autism spectrum. Um, one of the fun things we have on that is we're also running a Dungeons and Dragons stream. Uh, called ASDND. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I saw that. So the, at the uh, bottom, I scrolled down and said, like, what's this? So oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's another thing I tell writers is, yeah, get into role-playing games. Like, it's a great, you know, brain starter for, you know, creativity. Uh, you know, get into that. So, uh, and you know, it's a wonderful hobby to have anyway, regardless. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, that's great. Well, thank you very much, Jason. It's been a real pleasure being able to speak with you after all these years. Yeah, likewise, John. Good to chat to you, mate. I'm, I'm really good to hear from you. And um, I really hope you, um, this podcast goes well. And um, yeah, I, I hope that many, many people enter it, the competition because it's amazing. You know, do yourself a favor. It's end. It's worth it. Thank you. And thank you very much for listening. This has been the Writers of the Future podcast. Writers of the Future is a contest created by Elrond Hubbard to provide a means for the aspiring writer or artist to have a chance for their creative efforts to be seen and acknowledged. Writers of the Future podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts, or you can go to writersofthefuture.com and find it there, writersofthefuture.com slash podcast. And thank you again very much, Jason. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, John, and thank you, everyone. Awesome. 